0: Well, shit's fucked again
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, here we are guys, this is episode 4 of In Chaos We Trust And uh, yeah, I like what Ian just said, like, well, shit's fucked again um, Yeah, before we get into the show Get on down to riverside wine and spirits right there on manufacturers road they've got uh everything you need you know you've got holidays coming up you got halloween coming up and you're gonna need some gifts you're gonna need some party favors so get right down there to riverside wine and spirits you can get i've got stuff to put together like charcuterie boards all that stuff too and then a uh, wine liquor of course and beer and then you can also uh buy kegs down there so make sure you get down there check that out and then um you can also get down there and get a Brew Chat six pack that's gonna be loaded up with some Oktoberfest beers, and I believe they're gonna give you 10% off on that so you can drink along with us on October 22nd where we're gonna be doing a virtual Oktoberfest with the Houston Museum, and they're gonna be walking us through some history of Oktoberfest, and they've got a bunch of old Steins down there, some of which are even older than this country, so that's pretty cool. And again, that's going to be on October 22nd at 7 p.m. And then I've got a photo show coming up at Barley on November 14th where you can buy some prints and things like that. And if you can't make that, get on down to Merchants on Main where I also have some prints for sale. Some of which are uh, exclusive to Merchants on Main. And yeah, I believe that's all all the plugs I got to do.
0: You got any plugs or... Uh, no, so things are still slow. Um, doing the uh, doing the Adventure Fight podcast, we got six more episodes in the can. So expect that to be out soon um, through all the, the channels, the at adventure fight on Instagram, and then the at adventure underscore fight on Twitter, which is embarrassing. And hey, uh, find us on Facebook. I'm actually am, am begging for, for subscribes at this point because Facebook, or not Facebook, uh, we do have a Facebook. I, I don't know much about that. That's a brand thing. Um, but uh, YouTube, YouTube, I'm begging for YouTube subscribes because once we get a hundred, we can do the custom URL and make that easier. Once we hit 100, I'm going to stop begging, but until then, please, like, find us on YouTube. It's the link in the bio on the Instagram, so it's easy to find, and then once we get the custom URL, it'll be easier, so, man, it's it's hard being an up-and-comer, you know? Yeah,
1: and it's about the name, people. Right. It's about the name. Give them those likes. Give them those subscribes. All right? What's the the fun for smash that like button right that's that's what the cool kids say yeah and it like
0: you know it helps it it, it'll help me out and then you don't have to actually watch anything i mean it'd be cool if you did but uh we got you know more more content coming soon we're definitely going to be dropping the podcast there probably you know other places i imagine i i don't i i feel like i'm going to get stuck doing all of it but (laughs) but right right now there's not really uh you know, a, a plan other than just get every, get all this stuff edited. We're going to do music and sound effects. It's going to be a big a big deal. You know, like I said, six episodes in, things are getting awesome. There's been like laugh out loud moments the whole time through. So I can't hype that up enough. Adventure fight, adventure fight, adventure fight. Just you know, help me do D D for a living is really all I'm trying to ask. It. It's not it's not a not an unreasonable request. One well,
1: as a testimonial, I've done a couple of these. chat has with you, and we've had a blast every single time.
0: Oh yeah, I think- so. I mean, I know the world of like actual play D and D's is pretty crowded right now. If you follow that sort of thing, if you don't follow that sort of thing, this is, this might be a good one to start with because we are um, all performers. You know, it's, it's me and uh, Bryant who are both comics. We've got Aaron Chasteen from Atlanta. He's a comic. Uh, We've got Matt Patterson and Shalita Chapman who are both uh, super talented improv performers. So it's, it's, it's turning out to be like everything I've ever wanted D and D to be. So
1: yeah. Well, and, and I don't know a ton about D and D, but I think you do a pretty good job of like, for lack of a better way to put it, simplifying it a bit.
0: Oh yeah. 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 We, 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 we try to make it. In fact, I think a lot of the times the comedy comes from getting people who don't normally play D and D to come in mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and try to make sense of it. And then figuring out like it's, it, we've had a, a few shows, like I'll, I'll shout out to Will Foskey, my buddy in Atlanta. He came and did, uh, did one of them with us <laughs> a couple of years ago. And, uh, he had no bearing on any of this stuff going into it. But then by like the halfway point, he like was basically carrying the show. Cause once he got the hang of it, he was like, Oh, this is fun. And like immediately was like the funniest dude up there. But, uh, you know, it it, it took him a little bit to kind of be like, what, what the fuck is this? And then once, once he figured it out, he was like, Oh yeah, this is, I can just do anything. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh,
1: yeah. So that's that, uh, here we are. Like I said, uh, we're fucked again. Here we are in Chaos We Trust, episode four. And we've been kind of putting off this episode. We've got a couple ideas for episodes, but kind of choosing when to do them when it's most apt. And uh, so we're going to talk about policing this episode and the way, uh, you know, yeah. this has been a year that has definitely been something in the forefront of the news cycle. And then with the uh, new Breonna Taylor, uh, I guess, verdict. Is yeah, yeah. Their
0: decision, I guess, is the way to put it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so wait, what happened with that? Just to jump into it.
0: Well, she, um, I mean, and so like, I, and I, admittedly, and, and it's, you know, uh, this is my privilege showing, I haven't followed this quite so closely, mostly it's secondhand through what I've seen on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, obviously, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're any kind of like activist circle at all, uh, you've heard Breonna Taylor's name, which is a big, one of the big points of that. And it's one of the, I mean, I, it's a really, I mean, was a powerful, you know, sort of point to make. it's like, don't forget this person. And then it seems like our justice system has said, you know what, fuck that, we're gonna forget about mm-hmm. her. And it's 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 really uh, you know they, they all the cops like uh, to my understanding of the story is she was asleep in her bed at home, mm-hmm. and apparently the cops like did one of those like oh there's a dangerous situation but got the wrong door mm-hmm. and like kicked it in and just opened fire immediately and killed her. And I think it even went through a wall and injured a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And the cop who fired that shot. Had like even it was still a slap on the wrist, but they got some punishment. But none of the people who who killed uh, Brianna got any kind of real, you know, real punishment for what they did. And I, you know, it it just kind of shows that like they're the cops, uh, you know, in our our criminal justice system, uh, criminal justice our criminal justice system are kind of a um, a uh, protected class in a way where they can kind of get away with whatever they want. And it's it's real it's a real bad situation. I mean, there's definitely some people you know, in, in Brianna Taylor's case, you know, some people are definitely targeted and sought out more than others. Like, I don't know. It's like, I mean, kind of like the way that like, I you know, I got into a family, dis- a spirited family discussion about white privilege the other week. And, uh, kind of the thing that, that I tried to instill upon my family members was like, look, and like white privilege doesn't mean that your life is better because you're white. It means that your life wasn't specifically made worse because of your race. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how you have to understand it and think of it. And like, you know, it, it, it again. Shit's fucked again. Shit's always fucked. It's always been fucked, but it, it sucks when it slaps you in the face. You know.
1: Yeah, and this year, I mean, I don't know if shit's been bad. I mean, for a while, obviously. I mean, if you're taking it all the way back, I didn't actually believe this when I first heard it because I can't remember who I heard it from, but it was uh, I was somebody I would put about on tier with Alex Jones of just like okay. What, whatever you're saying, I'm probably not taking it too seriously, but when the uh, George Floyd stuff initially happened, there was a lot of talk about police and talking about how police basically came from slave hunters. Yeah, way I, back I, in the I, day,
0: I've seen that, and I've seen That's like where the first sort of police departments were. Yeah, where, where they were set up specifically for that person, per- yeah,
1: purpose to like hunt down. uh like escaped slaves and things like yeah, that. And I
0: don't I don't have any anything to back that up. I don't know the the real history. Again, privilege showing, I didn't this yeah. is something that it doesn't affect me on a day-to-day basis, so I don't like spend a lot of time on it, but it's you know, it's one of those things that you know, I mean, it, it definitely would be better if I was more more learned on it. But, yeah. Uh, it, it seems to be the case. I mean, it seems like that's uh that's a, the harsh reality. I mean, do I think that's what they are now? Um, I you know, I've heard again sort of conspiracy theory type stuff that, uh, there was a, an active movement. I think it was in like the sixties or something and probably still ongoing. Where like these, uh, you know, white nationalists and, and neo-Nazi and all these different like hate groups basically are actively like encouraging their members to like go enroll in the police Academy. Don't talk about us, but go ahead and enroll. Yeah. And then once you're in, make sure things f- stay good for us, you know, but
1: basically like a PR move being like, all right, guys, the, the shaved heads, and the swastika tattoos and the wife beaters. Not working.
0: Right. But if we all enroll as police, get nice haircuts, yeah. you know. Only <laughs> only beat our spouses forty one percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was
1: an interview um, with an ex white nationalist. I can't remember. I think I want to say it was on CBS, and he was basically saying that he was like in the mid to. Mid 80s to like early 90s, there was a big movement to move away from like the skinhead look. Right. And he was like, no, we you know, I wasn't part of the Ku Klux Klan or anything, but I was part of a white supremacy group. And our whole thing was to start enlisting as police because we believed that was the best way we could affect our movement and promote it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, look at like the alt right and the proud boys and like, you know, the white nationalists, like the Richard Spencer types and that Mm -hmm. and Gavin McInnes. Those people all have that same like clean cut haircut, And then like, you know, the hipster mustaches and they look like dudes who would, you know, run a craft brewery and they Mm -hmm. don't they don't look like they don't look dangerous. But then, you know, you hear them talk and you're like, ah, like and what's funny is like a lot of those people. And when you get into that side of things, it's a lot of people who act like they're not racist but then everything they say just lines in lockstep mm-hmm. with all all the all the same old like uh talking points where you're just like if it looks like a duck and it quacks yeah. like a duck and it but it's sitting here saying listen i'm not a duck i don't know if i'm gonna trust it yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but uh i don't know the policing thing i to me like where i'm a little uh Rusty on some of these facts because I was where this podcast kind of spawned from was after George Floyd I'd started doing like an intro to brew chat of doing like a little 15 20 minute spiel going into hard on one topic for a bit and just kind of doing it solo But in an effort to keep brew chat a beer podcast not all about politics We started this up and I remember going in on that and doing some research, you know jumping back to the uh, like escape slaves thing is I did look it up on that show. I can't remember where I got the facts, but it seems to be pretty accurate that that's why police. Yeah, I,
0: haven't, I haven't seen anything that really like says, no, here's definitive proof that that's yeah. not true. And you know, like I, it goes back to like the, you know, I'm critical of the left a lot. And I'm critical of like so-called fake activism and, and, and people who like really, you know, scream loud about a cause but then you know don't really do much and I think generally I think at their worst those people are annoying but ultimately ultimately I think their heart's in the right place and I think a lot of that shown through with these recent sort of uh, demonstrations the protests and the and the it sucks that it takes you know something like George Floyd happening to really wake people up and uh you know but you know whatever whatever gets it i mean cuz it's long overdue i think is the problem i think it's uh you know it's just an issue of i i'm kind of going blank again cuz this isn't my area of expertise but uh i you know my attitude is this and like ultimately this is how i've always felt you know i i've i've as a white person i've definitely you know experienced some shitty cop situations i've been to jail a number of times we, we don't have to go into that um, but I also uh, have been let go by the cops a few times and I actually had the cops on my side. So I, I know what that side of it's like mm-hmm. too. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's easy for me to say like, Oh, there's, there's some good cops. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm really good friends with a police officer and he's, he's a good guy. He's a, you know, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a Democrat and he, he understands a lot of the, the, the issues. He doesn't deny them, but you know, uh, I think that my opinion for a long time has been that if, if you're going to be the type of person who's going to carry a gun in the name of the state Mm -hmm. and enforce the state's will, you have to be held to a higher standard than Mm -hmm. an an everyday ordinary person. I I get that it's a hard job and I get that the, that it's super stressful and that everyone is a human being and everyone has their faults and their flaws. But if you're going to be one of these enforcers of the state with the power to end a human life, Mm -hmm. you have to be held to a higher standard than a normal human being. And I think I have a, a very—it's a controversial uh, proposition, but it's an idea that I have that I think would clear a lot of that up. Um, a, I mean, I, I do support the the notion that you know it, there was a lot of discussion about defunding the police, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, especially like you know, if, if you watch Rogan, he's he still gets that wrong. Like he still will bring that up and like, oh, well, we need cops. We can't just defund cops. It's like, well, okay, hold on. No one's saying that you don't give cops any money at all. What mm-hmm. they're saying is you give them less money. And instead of dumping all this money and making cops responsible for all these different things, instead you have different sort of uh, setups. Like you have like a, like if it's a mental health crisis, you have a different kind of professional who mm-hmm. goes in and deals with it. And instead of giving all that funding to the cops and make everything a cop deal, you, you'll, you you make all these different situations like non lethal potentially Mm -hmm. you know like there's always the 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 fear like i I saw a sign where someone's like hey my you know brother is mentally disabled he's he he's uh has severe autism and he doesn't know how to how to express it um so if you're a police officer understand that coming in he's Mm -hmm. not violent he's just as that's how and so the fact that we have to have those kind of signs is telling so what i think the fix is and what i think ultimately what we have to do is we have to um I think we should pay cops more, a lot more, I think, because that's part of it is that, that it's such a shitty job that no one wants to do it except people who have a power trip.
1: When it's literally set up, not to interject here, but it's literally set up where you can have too high of an IQ to be a police Absolutely. officer. Absolutely.
0: I think that's, that's fucked up. They say that the reason why is because – if you have a high IQ, you'll get bored with it quick, and you yeah, you, you'll get it.
1: bored, or you'll figure out how to game the system. Right, right. But if your system's that gameable, right, right, then
0: maybe change the fucking system. Well, that, so what I'm saying is, we pay cops more, but we, we, we really, really ratchet up the standards for becoming a cop. So you pay it more, so it's a more uh sought after position because it pays really well like like a lot of cops have to work second jobs imagine that imagine working like the beat and dealing with like murder and seeing like you know crime and the worst parts of humanity and that not being enough and you still have to work a second job just to make ends meet Mm -hmm. so like you know so like it makes sense why there would be police corruption and why there would be all these things going on because it's like it's a hard fucking job and they're getting paid like you know not a whole lot of money for it unless they're crooked. Yeah. So it's like, I. so to me, my thought is like, let's pay them more. Let's let's a, let's make their job less of what they do and do you divert a lot of those funds into other departments that, that deal with things from a different perspective. Uh, but you pay the ones who stay cops uh, a lot more, but then you just dramatically raise like the, the, the standards like that you do like really good, like uh, psychological you know screenings and you do really good. You, know, you make sure that the people doing it, are, are well adjusted mm-hmm. and not the type of people who are like, I was a football player and now I'm mad that I'm not a football player yeah. anymore. So let's find a way so I can knock some skulls around and, and get paid for it, you know? yeah. which is what I feel like is part of the problem. But it's such a shitty job that you only really attract a certain type of person, either a person who really wants to do good and just thinks this is the only way they can do it. Or a person who wants mm-hmm. to be a bully and sees this as it. Well, I thing.
1: see Like, the problem goes even deeper than that, I think, too, is, especially after, like, 9-11, the way I look at it, I may be wrong on this, but the way I look at it is 9-11 happened. We sent a ton of troops to the Middle East, like, a shit ton of troops. Enlistment goes way up. And then all these kids, you know, young 20-somethings coming back from war, And really, the only skill set they have, because they enlisted at 18, you know, you do 10 years, you get out at 28. Right. And uh, I think you can get out before that. I want to say four years. Um, So you go, and the only real skill set you have is to march line and step, follow orders, and buckle down on people. Yeah, point a gun and tell people where they can and can't go. and And so you come back, and the only real job that seems like it may be fitting for you is being a cop. Being a cop is not the same as being a soldier in a war zone. No, but
0: it's uh, th- that man, But they
1: treat it that way
0: to to his credit back before Alex Jones went completely off the deep end. That was one of the things that he was big on and was warning against was the incoming police state and the idea that like, look at all these police departments who are now getting military training, mm-hmm. and getting all this like surplus military equipment painted black. Like imagine like, you know, you look at cops and SWAT gear. It looks like evil stormtroopers. Yeah you know, marching down the street, they don't look like the good guys. And so it's like, is that necessary? You know, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, paint all their like gear with rainbows and still, mm-hmm. ha- they still have all the time. I'm just saying like, no, it's a, but it's a rainbow colored tank rolling down my, my street. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I'm not saying that I'm just saying like it, it, it sets a it sets a bad image and it makes, I mean, it, to me, it's it, it's like, I you know, people say, oh, the police state's coming. I think we've been in the police state for a minute. I mean, like, obvious, that's what the fact that a cop can pin a guy to the ground and put his knee on his neck for eight minutes until he dies or that you can, you know, they can just kick your door in and shoot you and go, oh, whoops, wrong house. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was an honest mistake. Yeah, you're right. That was an honest mistake. Nothing happens. What the fuck? Like no, these are these are these people are supposed that's they're professionals. It's supposed to be their job to do this. I don't get why that's...
1: Well, well, let's say we were here in your apartment. I own firearms. Let's say I was cleaning one. It accidentally goes off, goes through the wall, kills the neighbor. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's manslaughter. That's manslaughter. Least. Well, it's still an honest mistake. Right. But it's manslaughter.
1: Yeah, so,
0: you you wrecked uh you know, a couple families in that process. And like, anytime that happens to, yeah. so, you know, whether you say like the person was a criminal or not, like, I mean, like death is such a, like a extreme form of punishment. Like, it, it, I feel like, like the, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm necessarily anti-death penalty in every case, but I think that like the whole concept of just lethal force in general seems like such a, such a barbaric mm-hmm. and like, you know, archaic sort of institution. It doesn't seem like something that we should still, you know, ha- it, should, it doesn't seem like something that should still be a part of, like, civilized society.
1: Well, and largely what we're talking about here is lethal force before the trial. Yeah, no. It's like they have not been convicted of anything. They've not been properly charged with anything. It's because a trigger-happy cop is a little scared or whatever. And it's like, okay, sure, he might be scared. That was an excuse they used in New York when one of the cops ran over a bunch of protesters is... They were like, "Oh well, the cop got scared. He's a fucking
0: cop. He's supposed to have training to not get scared right. in those situations. Again, higher standards. He's yeah. He, I mean, he, again, he's supposed to be a professional. His job is to be, put, be yeah. put in scary situations. And again, I get he's a human being. There are limits to what a human can can do and can accomplish. But like, also like, why is this basically like again?" The guy that this is, is not like, you know, he, we know he doesn't have a high IQ because he's not allowed to have a high IQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that like, you know, there's a good chance that, you know, maybe he has some, uh, extreme right political leanings because that's eight, that's the type that mm-hmm. gravitor- gravitates toward. You don't get a lot of like pink haired Democrats mm-hmm. going and trying to be cops. Like you just don't. And so it's like, you know, ex military. So, and a lot of people who, who serve in the military. And I, I'm not trying to like, you know, put everybody in the same box, but, you know, a lot of people come back messed up. I've got friends mm-hmm. who won't tell me about the things that they had to do over there. They're like, I'm not going to tell you about
1: all that. I've had friends come back, and uh, one in particular is coming to mind. We were, we'd been out, we'd been to a bottle share earlier that day and ended up at Tremont to get some burgers. It was like a year and a half, two years ago or something. And this guy was in the Navy. We were at Tremont and he had gotten, he never talked about it, seemed like a pretty happy-go-lucky guy most of the time. And he had gotten just enough beer in him where at Tremont, he just kind of broke down. And uh, just talking about shitty, like, I was like, man, I've killed kids, man. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you right.
1: know, so I was like, I don't need, I'm not the person you need to talk to about this. That's All right. But it was clearly something that affected him that he kept up real locked tight, but his safe got busted open that day by beer. And, uh, and it's like, you don't need like a, like what I said, policing American streets is not a war zone. Right. First of all. And secondly, you know, you combine that with the fact that they can literally ruin people's lives. Even without a gun, they can ruin somebody's life. Right. And right. Then on top of that, they have it is a very hard job, which I mean, any job you work, you're gonna start profiling. Like even if you work at McDonald's, you're gonna start profiling and sort of judging your patrons that come in there of being like, Oh, look at this, this person, they come in here every day and order four McDoubles or whatever, and you're gonna start judging them and whatnot. You're going to do that in any job, especially. I do, I do it in mine.
0: I work in yeah. IT, and I take calls from a multitude of people, and I have my three types that I don't want to hear yeah. from. and that's not, that's bad. I'm not going to talk about it here, but there's three types of people. Yeah, that are the worst people to call for IT. Support. Like humans
1: are, we categorize things. That's what we do, and you put that in a situation where somebody's carrying a gun and has the potentiality to destroy someone's life with or without that gun. And it's not a good combo. And then on top of that, they've got different standards, like you mentioned at the top of the show here. Um
0: well, yeah, they're not they're not good. Like the people who need to be held accountable the most are the ones who are held accountable the yeah. least. They need to be the ones who like, oh, you're it's you know, your job is to protect this community mm-hmm. and you have failed in that job, that needs to be, you know, answered. Instead it's like, Oh, whoops, you know, people make mistakes, he's only human. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. Like, let's, like, I will say, like, I you know, my one bad cop run-in was still pretty pleasant, like, compared to most people. And um, so there was a police officer. Um, he was in the Red Bank Police Department. I'm not going to say his name, but I'll, I'll describe him, and a lot of people in this community are going to know who I'm talking about. So he was infamous. He was a, he was really gung-ho about getting everyone he could. If he pulled you over, you were getting a DUI. It doesn't matter if you were drinking or not. He, you were getting a DUI because his, and his go-to is, I don't know that you're not on drugs. You can pass a breathalyzer, but maybe you're on drugs. And it's like, that's guilty till proven innocent motherfucker. So like, yeah, when I got pulled over, I was still, I was still doing the band thing. I had left a show, had a lady friend with me. We get pulled over and the cop is like. Have you been drinking? Well, the truth is, yeah, I was a show. I had a couple drinks, but it was before we played. I haven't, you know. We, when you play a show, you you a extend a ton of energy and sweat out a lot of what's in you. You're you're pumping your adrenaline up. You're you're doing, uh, you know, you're 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 getting your, your, you know, your wits back about you in a way. And then, you know, after the show, it's usually a good two to three hours before you're out of there. So there was like, you know, the show itself was maybe 45 minutes and then two to three hours. So, you know, there was a good period of time where I wasn't drinking and I didn't have, I wasn't like, I didn't get blackout drunk before I went on. Cause I'm a professional. So yeah, the answer is yes, I had some drinks. No, I was not drunk and I was on my way home. I got pulled over cuz I was speeding through a construction zone that had just popped up and the police officer was like, "Well, um, it like it was literally his justification was he had a, he had a body camera. It was actually in his sunglasses, but he had a ca- everything on camera and he was timing the by the millisecond how long it took me to move my eyes during his tests. And he says, "Well, he's off of what the sober range is." So, we're Which what t- if you had an eye condition? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, you know that there's there's no telling. But again, he was he was gone. You got a lazy eye. If you got pulled over, he was you were going to jail. And so he goes, all right, well, I'm going to arrest you for uh, driving under the influence. And I was like, can I get a breathalyzer? He's like, yes. He's like, do you, you consent to a breathalyzer? I'm like, absolutely. I thought it was going to be one of those ones he just pulls out and gives me right there. No, <laughs> he had to take me into the jail and book me. And they had an old, like, machine. It looked like it was from the 80s. They had to fire up and then wait for it to... It, like, it was so old, it had to, like, fire up. Like, we have to turn it on, and it's going to take about 30 minutes to even work. Why is that? When was this? This was uh, maybe 2016, maybe. Okay, okay. No, it was before that. It was before, because it was my old job. So it was Either like, way, you've
1: been... Like, me and you have been, like, as citizens, have been able to go online and buy, like, a keychain breathalyzer since, like... At least 2010. Right. At
0: least. And he, like, the, the thing that got me the most is that I was like, so when I pass this breathalyzer, that means I get to go, right? <laughs> and he was like, I can't just unarrest you. And he's like, that's something you'll have to, see. he's like, you're going to spend the night in jail and then you will you can bail out in the morning. And then that's something you have to take up with the court. So I'm like, you have proof that I didn't commit the crime yeah. <laughs> that you arrested me for and you can't just unarrest me. Yeah. What the fuck? And, uh, I, again, I say it was more pleasant because I was conversational with the guy the whole time. I was like, you're just doing your job. He, he did let me pee on the side of the road, which was nice of him. He yeah. didn't have to do that, but I'm like, look, man, I got to go real bad. And if you don't let me go, it's probably going to end up in the backseat of your car. And, I don't, I'm not going to clean that out, <laughs> you know, but he let me, he, he like kept me, kept one cuff on one wrist. Let me pee off the side of the road. So again, I, what did he, he like hold the cuff or yeah. I mean, he had it like, I think on, I think it was to the side of the car door. Oh, like, okay. But, uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I go to jail. I, I, I blow clean. I pass and they say, well, because of the time it took at the stop and then the time it took for the machine to warm up, we can't prove that you weren't drunk. When I pulled you over, that's the racket though. Uh, right. Well, yeah, my lawyer, they don't have better breathalyzers because that's their fucking racket. Well, My lawyer used that exact logic to get me off, but it sucks. I still had to get a lawyer. Uh, but uh, immediately I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I did get a lawyer and the lawyer was like, Oh yeah. Like the problem is, is they didn't, they couldn't prove that you weren't drunk when he pulled you over. The the problem is they could never, they couldn't prove that you were ever drunk. Maybe when you blew, that was the, Maybe you took your last sip as you were walking out the door of the venue. And maybe when you blew, that was the drunkest you were going to be. Yeah. You know, like they don't know, they, they have to go with, if they don't know it, they have to go with that. So he used that in court and I got off, but it's still like, I had to pay for a lawyer. I had to fucking, uh, you know, go through all that. And that cop is no longer with red bank. He, um, he, he beat a Mexican guy's skull in and that guy on his, Uh. on his own like tape. So they had tons of evidence and he went to jail himself. So he's in jail now. Yeah, well, I don't, na- no, I don't know no I don't know that he's in jail now, but I know that he went to jail. Good. Like as a result. Dude, and
1: that's uh I don't want to say who it is. Anyone that knows me personally could probably take a guess. But uh yeah, someone I know. And so I get all kinds of stories from him of like what he deals with, and I didn't exactly know what he did until recently. I assumed his job was like I was like, that's a suck ass job, but somebody's got to do it and you need a paycheck is I thought he was defending these shit ass cops. But evidently his department is the the counterbalance to the shit ass cops. And I did not know that. So very proud of him on that. That's cool. And uh, he tells me stories and he had to go to court recently. And this gets back to what you're saying about, you know, them having different standards and whatnot is this cop was, first of all, he was, like, the lead witness or the guy they would tend to call in if they needed to, like, get some straight answers for, like, booze-related stuff. Well, they got this cop. He was coming to a sobriety training at the station for new recruits. He was drunk as fuck. Like, in full uniform with his gun, drove a squad car in, drunk as fuck. So they fired him, and then he had sued... Uh, this particular county to get reinstated because he was saying they fired him unjustly, but it's like just based on that, like if we're drunk at our jobs, we get fired, yeah, and we can't end people's lives with our jobs very, right. at least not very easily.
0: Yeah, what if he had? What if he had hit somebody? What if
1: he? Had- yeah, and like, and our job doesn't have the capacity, like just doing your day-to-day job, you're probably not going to come across a situation where you've got the potentiality in that situation to kill somebody. Right. And that can be a day-to-day thing for an officer. And this guy's cruising around drunk as shit. And he's like the booze guy, oh, you know, wow. like their key witness that they'll bring on for cases. If like he does all the booze training, all this and the excuse he was trying to give uh, in court to try to get off is that he's a veteran played that that up really hard and he's got PTSD well if you got PTSD yeah, go work at Home Depot motherfucker you have no business like you yeah you have <laughs> zero business
0: carrying a gun like yeah mandated by the state like that's that's the most infuriating thing is that like- is
1: mental illness and if if that was a thing on being able to own a gun
0: yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be our fucking protector. You can't be a wild card. Like that's, I mean, and I know that's like insensitive. I know a lot of people have PS PTSD and it takes all different kinds of shapes and forms, but like, you never know, like you never, I mean like, so it's just, to me, it's like, again, cops need to be the people that are held at the highest standards. They need to be superheroes. They need to, there needs to be cancel culture for cops. Like, I mean, it's absolutely, I think, I think it would only make things better. I mean, and, and, you know, people talk about like abolishing the system of police altogether. I, I don't know about that. I don't, I think that like, it's so ingrained. That is a real radical left, like far left. Well, that, that, I mean, the argument is that if
1: it was, is actually defunding the police,
0: if it was a, if it was like a set up as a racist institution, then that means it's inherently bad and we need to just root it out. But like, there's cops all over the world now. There's ways to do it right. And I think that, you know, I mean, like, look at like the. A lot. I know I think in England and I think a lot of other European countries their cops don't carry firearms
1: yeah like that's if there's they've got firearms on the force they've got like SWAT teams and shit right they'll call them in
0: yeah there should be cops who can but then most cops you deal with can't and I think that's that's I mean like I know Watchmen kind of went into that and talked about the dangers of that but also like everybody you pull over isn't going to be like a mask wearing radical you know so it's like I think that there's you know, the one case they showed of like, oh, what, what happens if cops can't access their weapons? It's like, yeah, but like most times they don't need one. And mm. like, you know, the fact that like, like the troubling thing to me is like the, the whole like cop Punisher worship that you see going on now. Like, yeah, like I, I'm that's kind of terrifying. I'm a nerd. I love the Punisher. The Punisher movies are all good movies, in my opinion. Like every one of them, they yep. have made a bat. I love the show awesome show love the character the comics all that uh i don't i see i do not see him as a role model i see him as a cautionary tale <laughs> and so i think the fact that like especially if you're a cop and you're like saying like this guy takes the law into his own hands he kills the bad guys doesn't ask questions like that's fucked up we don't need we need captain america cops <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need like yeah we we need good like wholesome you know, I mean, as, 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 you know, people want to talk about, well, that's problematic too. It, it, sure, but like we need people with uh, morals and values. And, and I, the idea that like death is, uh, you know, using a firearm, ending a person's life is a last resort. And like, and I get it. It's scary. You never know when you pull someone over if they're going to just be the one to pull a gun and shoot you in the face. But you know what? You signed up to do that job. Like I, you know what? I, I, I also am scared of strangers shooting me randomly. And that's why. I yeah. But you know what, if it paid high enough and the, the, the requirements to become one were very stringent, I it might have inspired me at one mm. point to go like, that's a good career option. I'm going to work hard and build up my character and build up, you know, it's like it's like the FBI. You can't have like ever had like a speeding ticket or any kind of mm-hmm. thing like that. It's like you if you like and it's not that. I think it's less that there's a rule that like if you've had a speeding ticket you won't get in. I think it's more that like there's so many candidates and they only let so many mm-hmm. in, and so they look for like stuff like that to. Separate so if it came down people.
1: to two of the exact same dudes and one of them had a speeding ticket, they are gonna go with the guy who didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I think I think that's more of what it is. I may yeah. be I may be wrong. There may be a rule like nope, no no re- you have to have no record at all. Like that'd be that'd be crazy. But you know, again, you to be in the FBI, you, there's high it's a high standard. Yep. Like you you have to. And and, and I, I'm, it's high paying too. I, I think I, I don't know many broke FBI agents, but I don't know many FBI agents. It also. seems like a decent job. Yeah. You never hear of any like well, this guy is an FBI agent down on his luck, you know. Like, yeah, had to had to sell his house. Like you, know, you don't you don't hear of that. So I don't. Maybe maybe it's a thing, and it's like John Oliver will do a thing on it, like our FBI is treated unfairly, you know. But I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's it just seems like that's a good like that's a good you know, blueprint. Maybe we should extend that out to the local jurisdiction.
1: Dude. Uh, you were, you mentioned this earlier and I think it, it was somewhere in Colorado, I believe probably Denver, but who knows? I believe it was somewhere in Colorado. This town is trying what you said and bringing like, um, like if they get certain calls, like, I don't know, you're down at barley. There's a good amount of homeless people around those parts. And a couple of them are a little surly and unruly. And the cops have had to be called before. Because, you know, this particular, you know, whichever one it is. You know, I'm thinking of a particular lady in my mind right now. (laughs) And the cops have to get called. I don't agree with that necessarily. I mean, if she's causing harm to people, sure. Sure. But that's a perfect
0: situation where you don't need to send an armed officer. Right. If someone's only being a allowed nuisance. Yeah. Then you just need someone who's strong enough to tell them. To she
1: clearly fired. was having me- mental issues. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You but, know, and you, need, and you need a professional. Some of
1: it's also probably drug related, but I mean, it's both mental. And I think uh, somewhere in Colorado is trying that out. I'd and say almost. it seems almost, to be working.
0: Yeah, I'd say almost that's a situation where it needs to be an ambulance more than a cop. Like, yeah. I mean, like. You know, maybe not that, maybe not specifically an ambulance, but like, you know, a, a professional who has, you know, I mean, definitely sedatives. I think sedatives mm-hmm. are, you know, if, if someone's having a, a really severe, you know, issue, I think, you know, but then again, you, wor- you worry about the, the, you know, okay, if I give this person sedatives, they're a stranger on the street. What if they have a reaction to that? It's it's a tough, it's a tough problem. But I mean, there's got to be like a better way.
1: One, this, we'll this send a cop get... down
0: there who's going to treat it like a crime.
1: Yeah. And this could get even deeper down the rabbit hole here to even our bigger issue of like our medical system here in the States of, I don't know. So hospitals are businesses. Ambulances go to the hospitals. And if I had to go via ambulance to the hospital, I'll, I'll owe a bill for that ambulance. Right. Where like, I'm not owed a bill or I'm not due a bill or whatever. If I call the cops yeah, or the fire department. Yeah.
0: And, um, what's so co- it's cause he- it's cause healthcare is still a private industry.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> maybe this whole issue gets to even, even bigger rabbit hole of the fact that our medical system is shit. Yeah. And they can't just have an ambulance come along with them because that person would then owe a bill if right. they needed services where it's like, no, we need a system set up where an ambulance should, an ambulance, in my opinion, should probably go with a cop regardless. Just like,
0: I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound bad. And like the thing about it is, is like, you know, and I'm, I'm in a, you know, an old libertarian, you know, grump about like, oh, we need to lessen government and lessen government spending. But like, I will say healthcare is one of those things that like, if, you know, if the bloat was there and not in, like, our military industrial complex, I think that, you know, because, like, my, my thing is, like, the cost of what a national health care system would be, like, you're like, oh, we can't afford it. Well, like, it's a sliver of the pie of what we already spend on the military. Yeah. We don't even have to pull back our military, like, anywhere near – uh, a full amount, and we can totally pay for all the health care, and that's why, like, my, that's my like thing about four percent. Just pull it back four percent. Yeah, and that's that's my thing is it's like, okay, yeah, I I do believe that we should be frugal. We should have a smart government that spends money smartly. Uh, I do think we shouldn't we shouldn't just throw money at every problem and think that that'll solve it. But I think one of those things that we could throw money at is health care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's like. Is like the the whole debate about healthcare, be whether it's a right or a privilege. I think it is a privilege. I don't think it's a right. It is a service rendered, but it's a right we can fucking afford. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a privilege we can afford. It's not like a, it's not like you know, just because it's. I, I don't see it as a right. I, I do see it as like. It doesn't mean it's not attainable. Like we can still do it. You, who cares what we call it? Yeah. <laughs> like let's still like it. It doesn't matter whether it's a right or a privilege. C- can we do it? Yes, we can. Okay, then we should do. Like that's that's my yeah. thing about it. But like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think that, I think you're right that that's, that's a major part of the problem is that it's, you know, you've got these government services, these wardens of the st- or wards of the state or not ward, you know, these people who are, are, are watchmen, so to speak. And they, uh, they have lethal power and if they fuck up, it's on us a hundred percent. Like, I mean, like even to go to down, down to a much more minor degree, like if you, uh, if a cop pulls you over and thinks you're hiding drugs in your car, they're going to tear everything out. They're mm-hmm. going to like cut up your floorboard. They're going to rip, you know, cut, cut into your li- your seat lining and, and, and you don't have drugs. Well, oh shit, sorry. And then that's still your problem to deal with. Yeah. They're not going to help you clean up the mess. They're not going to pay for any of the damage they've caused. And that's, that's fucking, uh, it's, it, 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 it,
1: a bully coming up and dumping out your backpack.
0: Right. And it's, it's, it's that on every level all the way to the top. Yeah. And that's, that, to me, is, is where we're, where it, it's just not, I don't know, like, you know, I, I again, I, I'm not saying we don't need cops. I'm not saying we don't need some kind of system of, of, of justice in this country. But what I am saying is that the one that we have is so obviously wrong. And the people who dick ride it so hard and just like, no, I'll back the blue look, you, I get it. Like, again, I said, I have a friend who is a police officer. I support that friend. I don't Mm -hmm. want anything bad to happen to that friend. I also know that friend's a a good guy. I know, I know that where his values are. And Mm -hmm. I know that he's not the kind of guy who's looking, you know, targeting black folks or anything like that. But, uh, but also like, you know, you know, part of me and, is critical. And I've, I've, I, I, you know, the way I deal with things, I've definitely said it to him in joking form before, you know, I'm not going to actually like call out and have a serious conversation, but you know, when you want to, when you want your friend to change, you know, you kind of pick on them and you go like, yeah, oh, yeah. You gaining some weight, buddy. It's kind of your way of saying like, Hey, maybe you should go jog. You know, <laughs> it's not the nicest way to do it, but it's, it's how guys typically communicate with each <laughs> other. And so I'll, I'll make comments to him, you know, and, and like my thing is like, okay, yeah, you're a good cop. You're one of the good ones. That's fine. But you got to really prove it by not backing the bad ones. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's this weird sort of brotherhood that they all share where it's like, Nope, you back all of us because we're all we all know what it's like, and they don't know what it's like. So even the even the worst of us, you're on our team. You know mm-hmm. it's like, that's not right. Like I wouldn't protect. And I don't know how you fix that because nah. I mean that happens
1: on any job as well. Of just like you become like a little team.
0: Well, if you know you don't want to speak out and necess- like okay, like I mean like here's here's just a real life example of of my job. Like if I were you know, if, if one of my, like I'm a team lead and if one of my employees was doing something that was just really like unethical, really bad, that would get us in trouble. I absolutely would go rat him out. Mm -hmm. But like the general small stuff that, that I, that, you know, they're not doing right, that I would like to see them do better in the places I want to improve. I specifically don't bring that up Mm -hmm. because it makes me look bad. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, I I were, I tell them, I'm like, Hey guys, this is where we need to improve. And if they don't listen to me, there's not, I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm a team lead. I'm not their boss, so I can't fire them. I can't write them up or anything like that. And if I go to my boss about every little thing and tell you like, Hey, they're not doing it right. Like I'm a tattletale. I'm a nuisance to my boss and yeah. I'm, you know, not being a team player. I'm not working to make my team better. And so like I, you know, it's sort of a sweeping under the rug kind of situation. And I imagine that goes on too. You know, I imagine mm-hmm. there's like a, look, if I make noise, it's making noise and people don't like noise. Like, mm-hmm. I think people, I think the higher ups would rather just pretend that there's nothing, not problems deep within. And then, so you get these systems where there's like problems, but again, they're on your team and they're representative of you. Like if you're the captain over some, you know, cops that do end up, you know, killing people, you probably get fired too or get, I mean, we should. Yeah. Again, we've talked about like how that doesn't happen, but like. You probably like if, if really bad stuff came on your subordinates as your as the superior, you're directly answerable up mm-hmm. to a certain point where they decide like, yeah, they couldn't have done anything. But you know, so there's there's that that sort of like I need I need to at least pretend that you're ideal because it makes me look good if you're ideal because I'm the one who's responsible for you. And so I don't you know I don't know how you break that. I mean, again, raise the standards and the pay. But. The whole system, <laughs> I'm not sure. I've just, I've heard ideas
1: that I've liked on just ways to fix different aspects. Ideally, if I was like the decider on this, I'd tear the whole fucking thing down and build it back up. Like, I mean, that's what I think needs to happen. Can that happen? Not really. Yeah. Um, It has to be small little incremental changes.
0: That's, I mean, that's when you're dealing like with a country as large as ours, yeah. so, like, especially when you're talking about the police, which, you know, really loses a lot of its organization at the state and local level. Like we're, you know, I mean, different police jurisdictions operate, you know, with different sets of rules. Like, so it's like, it's not this connected network and maybe yeah. like, maybe as we go into the future and into the, the communication age, maybe there, we could do that. Maybe have more federal oversight, not make it a, you know, like, you I mean, Make it, I would say, make it so that you're ideally the cops that police your community are from that community. I, I, I wouldn't want to see like, we just ship people wherever. So yeah. you're strangers now, like that would be bad.
1: That's stormtroopers, Right. Yeah.
0: But like, I think like a, a, a federal system of oversight and a federal sort of like organization that says like, look, this is, how, these are the standards that has to be. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's so that way you, you don't run into like the small, you know, one horse town with, you know, Jim Bob, the failed quarterback who's, you know, hits his wife and hates black folks and, you know, runs, runs a, a crooked ass, you know, takes money from the, the gamblers. And yeah, you know, you know I, I know that's like a TV stereotype to a T, but I'm just saying like, you, you don't do that. If you have the federal oversight, you'd be like, look, you got to answer to this person. Are your, are your officers passing these tests, you know, that are yeah. administered electronically? Like, you know, so, see, see I will say
1: the federal oversight aspect kind of freaks me out a little. Just because it's like,
0: it it would have to be it yeah it, it makes it stormtroopers basically well it kind of but like my thing is like now that we can do these things like it it would have been sketchy to do like pre internet I think now that we had, we're in the di- yeah like the key the key to keeping a free society we can do as much like sh- you know federal structural organizational things we want. Uh, and, and yes, there is obviously a danger of that becoming corrupt very quickly. Mm-hmm. The key how you avoid that is with you know, this being the communication age, you have a lot of transparency.
1: Mm-hmm. You use
0: the Internet so that people can see what's going on and see what the rules are and, and understand. Like, like that's the, one of the, the craziest things I've ever heard is ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Like you can't say that I didn't know that was the law, yeah. which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like you should, you should, if there, if you got fucked up weird laws, you should make the very public knowledge and you shouldn't like, you know, and people should get to vote on. I mean, I think they can, but like a lot of time, like you, you hear about those weird archaic laws that like towns have that were like passed in the 1700s. The only reason they've never been taken off is because nobody's thought to do it. Like nobody observes the laws, but they're still on the books. Like, the ones, like, if you spit on the sidewalk, it's, like, 30 days in jail or some shit. Yeah, I
1: think there's one in Chattanooga still that's, like, you can't shoot, uh, like, small game from a trolley car.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't, like, wear, like, a red dress on Sunday or something. Like, you know, like, weird stuff like that where it's, like, it doesn't make sense in the modern day. But, like, they they just haven't gotten around to getting rid of it yet. But, like, you know, but still, like, that's, it should be. We should know that, you know, mm. that, that way we would get around to getting rid of it. You know, we'd be like, hey, we should make it probably make it not illegal to you know, shoot small. Like personally, I think as an American, I have a right to shoot small game <laughs> from a trolley car, especially if it's moved. that's why that's the only way it's fun is if it's moving. You know, if you're still, you what, know, too many people tried to do it though. You know,
1: that's what Yeah. Happens. Well, if you're like, still
0: though, if you're like in once a, in a while, it's okay. If you're in a stationary trolley car, you might as well not even be in the trolley car. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's gotta be moving. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got, you gotta try it, man. It's the, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Where's the nearest trolley car? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, we don't even have them anymore. The it's incline, like, like, yeah, kind of. Well, I, I, they used to have my, like pretty much like San Francisco. Oh I yeah, think. yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've been toying with an idea that, and again, this is toying with this idea. If there, if like in the modern age, do you even have to have police in the common sense that we have police? Like now that we've got cell phones and stuff like that, like, I don't know exactly even what I mean by that thought, but I'm just like messing around with it. It's like. Maybe, like, the whole way the system, even outside of the systemic racism and all that, just the way the machine is built, even if it was working tip-top, may be a little antiquated for the modern age.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of, think, what we've been getting at the whole time is that, like, I mean, even though, you know, I've thrown out a bunch of different ideas, but, I mean, really, the one key thing that we both said is there needs to be a restructuring of things. There needs to be a, like, look these were built off a different time. And Mm -hmm. like now that we have new capabilities and new uh, ways of doing things, we don't have to, to like, we don't, we don't like, it's, it's like, okay. Like I feel like the addition of technology into policing has been done from a very like, okay, but we're going to keep the foundation the same. Mm -hmm. We're just going to implement in technology as like peripheral things. Whereas what I'm suggesting is from the ground up, we say like, look, here's what we can accomplish. Here's how we can organize things and, and create accountability. You know, if if, if if there's a database and like every day you have to log your shit into a database that's like, you know, a person's job is just to read through these reports and go like, that's troubling. And like, let's investigate yeah. that. And then you go back and look at all the dash cam footage of it and you say, okay, that's a, that's a person who's not, you know, meeting the standards of what it means to be a police officer, they get disciplinary action. And I think that, you know, I mean, we could do that. And, and I think we could, we, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, cause I mean, cops bitch about, like, Oh, I got to do paperwork. What if it's not paperwork? What if it's like you're logging into some kind of like national database of mm-hmm. like, so, I mean, you know, again, so that's, that's reviewable by someone who's not like, you know, your fishing buddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I keep throwing around a lot of stereotypes of, of, you know, of, of, what I well, think stereotypes exist for a reason. Right. But. I, you know, I, I just, I, I feel like it's, it's dumb that we haven't been smarter about this. Yeah. I mean, it that's, just,
1: that's, I, I even more so meant like,
0: that's the name of my new book. It's dumb that we have it. Been would smarter. it be
1: possible <laughs> to even in the modern age, would it be possible to just not have police and I'm not even getting on the bandwagon here of like the full, like hard left, defund like take them away. But like you still have a policing, like a police station and whatnot, and there's still detectives and whatnot.
0: You still but, have like patrolmen. But
1: as far as the patrolmen, like it almost seems like like there it almost seems like there's not a need for it. Or it's like, oh you do something wrong like um I don't I don't know if uh yeah I don't know. It seems like a lot of the shit that you see just the black and blue beat cops and whatnot. A lot of the shit you see them dealing with could be handled by like, Hey, shouldn't be doing this. You need to stop it. Um, here's your court date and you're being charged with this or something like that, where it's like
0: the way that everything is so fucking, like you can
1: get arrested over a speeding ticket.
0: Right. Right. You know, and it's like, you don't need to get arrested over a speeding ticket. Well, I mean, if you, if you really want to get my blood going, you can get arrested over not paying your taxes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and it's like, uh, there's a lot of that shit, which that rabbit hole goes even deeper.
0: Well, you know, it's, here's my thing is like, you know, everything's done fucking, you know, electronically now. And everything's done like with like say, say like you, you, you shoplift, right. And you get caught shoplifting. Well, like, what are you stealing? Like, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're stealing like, you know, a hundred dollars set of headphones. We'll just say that like a hundred dollars. It sounds like I'm talking about something specific now. This is just what's coming to my head. Say, but you know, something with a little bit of value to it, you know, a hundred dollars isn't nothing. And, uh, you know, so you're stealing that and you get caught. Does a, does an officer with a gun really need to come and deal with that? If you're, if you've just been caught and you're just sitting in a room, does an officer with a gun. Yeah. So like what, what should probably happen is like, okay, look, you really want these? Cool. You know, give us your information. You owe us a hundred dollars. You've got thirty days to pay it off, or you're gonna have you know like the yeah. same deal like like credit cards and shit, where yeah. it's like all right, like we you can you can you can you can make this right, you know, and then, like we're gonna put a penalty on it, like it's a now it's a hundred and fifty dollars you can pay in like monthly installments. You know, where it's like, when they still I, and get I'm their money. I'm
1: okay with fines and shit. It's yeah, like, they still
0: get their money. The yeah. person doesn't risk g- being killed. You know, you can say, well, they just won't pay it. Okay. And then, you know, eventually, you know, you you up the, t- there, there comes a point where maybe they should go to jail for it. Yeah. like
1: Yeah. And I'm not even saying, change the jail system. That's a whole other episode we can get on. Yeah. But, you know, you need a jail. You do need that in some capacity, like as a, a punitive measure. If like somebody's just like, no. Yeah, I think in large part, I don't know. I feel a lot of the shit. I mean, yeah, there's terrible people out there and that's what the detectives and those people would deal with, but they would largely just, you would hardly see them. Like if you did see them, you would be in, you're in trouble. Well, our jail system was originally intended to be a
0: rehabilitation system. Mm. I didn't even know that was the original intention. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them were considered rehabilitation systems where it's like, you're going to go like, I mean, like, you know, every town would have their, their jail, which is essentially Mm. lock up like, Oh, you've been drunk and rowdy. We're going to throw you in there overnight. And when you sober up, we'll let you go and you'll pay your fines or whatever. But like, like when it came to like, okay, we're actually going to have a facility that is Mm -hmm. a jail, um, it, it was initially a rehabilitation system and they were the, you, the idea was you'd go in, you'd learn a trade, you'd do something that way. When you came out, you could go be a productive member of society. And it is so not that anymore. No. <laughs> like, no, and I'm down with that. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is. I mean, especially like, well also back then, especially you were dealing with a lot of, a lot of cases were like avoidable because it was mental health and they, mm. you know, it was just not recognizing it for what it was like, this is crazy. Larry, he stabs people. It's like, no, he's got a severe mental issue that Mm -hmm. needs to be like medicated and addressed. But again, now that we're in the modern age, we have technology, we have research, we have science that can help us. We, there's a smarter way to deal with all this. Yeah. And, and we're relying on, you know, systems that are hundreds of years old and it's, no that that I think is the biggest problem is dumb people, dumb people, yeah. is always where where everything falls, I mean, obviously you know you talk about the racism of cops, what is it? dumb people mm-hmm. you know, you talk about uh the 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 you know why our health system is the way it is, whose fault is it? dumb people mm-hmm. it's and like I hate that that's mean, it's mean, I'm singling out a group of people, but like come on, like you can be dumb and quiet and be harmless, <laughs> you know, but it's the dumb people who are loud and in power. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going on kind of a bit of a rant. (laughs) The emptiest cans
1: make the most noise. That's man, that's dark. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, we about hit our time limit, I think.
0: If you want to wrap it up here. Well, hopefully somebody took something away from this. I mean, again, I think my pay cops more, but make it harder to be a cop. Yeah. Is is a good starting point for a discussion. I'm I'm willing to hear why that's a bad idea, but I think like, you know, I know that the idea of like, I think we should pay cops more. You're going to get a lot of what? No, defund the police. Well, defund the police overall, but pay the individuals more, but make it harder to be one. Mm -hmm. And I think the higher pay will make it an attractive job so that people will aspire to be Mm -hmm. cops. That's again, in my head, maybe
1: even have a standard too of like, no, you should probably have a degree.
0: Yeah. Well, or some, some kind of certification, some kind of like, I mean, I know there's police Academy, but like, I mean, you think every, no, you can get in there. It's like eight weeks or something. Yeah. 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 it's, It's,
1: it's not, no, I think you should have like at least an associate's degree in something, just anything. But just go deal with the bullshit for two years. Get your associate's degree. And just in that time, having that two years to, like, do that, A, it gives them a good amount of time to think, like, do I actually want to be a cop? Well, And, and I, you learn so much socially right. in a college environment.
0: Well, I was going to say, I think there needs to be, like, heavy psychiatric evaluations, mm-hmm. too. Like, I think that, that like knowing like you know a person's mental state before you give them a gun and say hey go go protect the country you're our you're our champion Mm -hmm. is you know you need to make sure that they're not like a you know i don't i don't know how you i mean again i'm not i'm not an expert this is just a a, a, you know front porch philosophy kind of thing but it just seems it seems like it would fix a lot of problems if you just pay them more but make it harder to be yeah you know know? that's because again it comes from that fundamental belief that i think that Cops should be held to a higher standard.
1: One, well, just by paying more, it's going to attract even more people, which will make
0: well. That's again the I mean,
1: qualifications go higher.
0: Right, right. Miracles. Well, that's that's the that's the the problem that I had was that it was you know, it's a relatively low paying job. So who do you think wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Like probably broken people. You know, probably people who don't need to be doing it. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's shit paid, but I get to crush skulls. Fuck yes, I'm in. Like. No, you're not, a, you don't get to be a cop if that's how you mm-hmm. feel. So how do you do that? Well, you have more stringent, you know. I iron. liked what uh,
1: your boy Andrew Yang said about every, how every cop should be trained to like at least purple belt.
0: Oh yeah. No, well, again, that's, so no. uh, the, I, I, I like that because again, it's, it's giving uh, police more tools to have a non-lethal yeah. uh, way of subduing Well, people. And I'm saying that I did Taekwondo for several years. Like
1: I'm a black belt and that's, Purple is two, below black, four belts technically, four testing cycles. And, yeah, you A, you learn non-lethal skills. B, you get humbled quite a bit. Like, you learn you're not the top shit very quickly. Oh, yeah. And, I don't know, just it's that same sort of thing. Like, you can stick to and, like, do something, and it teaches you a lot in the process. On top of just the fact of doing it really shows a lot about your character
0: yeah I, I never did martial arts but i've always heard that it's like you even though it, like because you know part of why i never did it was because it was like i, like, I want to learn how to beat people up and they're like that's mm. not why you take it yeah and like hearing like oh you learn a lot of like discipline and like a lot of patience and i'm like oh, i already got discipline and patience i don't learn how to beat people <laughs> <laughs> you know? so uh, but like also like it was just like I want to hit, but I don't want to get hit. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, kind of that yeah. where I was like, I don't, I don't, that's, I would rather watch cartoons on Saturdays, Yeah, but, um, but like, no, I, like everybody I know who's done it talks, they, they all, they always talk about how like, it's one of the best things you can do f- to build your character because it, like yeah. it, there's such like, you know, there's, there's not just, uh, it's not just training physical power. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's philosophy as well. Yeah. It
1: really is mind shit. And even, and I'm not like a, like a spiritual person or anything. But, and even though I didn't always like it and I had to get dragged to the classes and whatnot, sometimes as an adult, I'm really happy I did it. And like, it taught me stuff. I think about even to this day of like, no, I can do this for, you know, whatever. And then on top of that, yeah, I could throw a punch. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I liked what Andrew Yang said on that is just because of that you're investing. I don't know. I guess that's about a year and a half, two years of time. To get to purple belt and you would learn so much you pretty much know everything a black belt knows but you just don't have the finesse
0: right right yeah no i uh i mean i i'm for any anything again that that gives police more options than just drawing their firearm and i think that that's you know and then i mean that none of these ideas are going to fix every problem with our justice system. But I think all, a, a lot of them are good steps, you know, mm-hmm. again, like, well, ah. it's, it's not just one problem. It's yeah. a
1: slew of problems. I mean, it all have to get fixed independently.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a problem with our system from the top down, I think. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it sucks that the people again, who are supposed to be our guardians and protectors are like not, you know? Yeah. like I, you know, I, again, I, I mentioned how I've had very like, you know, casual still bad experiences with the police um but i've never i've never well okay I, I have had a shotgun pointed at me by a cop one time that's a different story for another Ooh. day uh, but that's the only time i was like i might die today but like the fact is that's happened once and i it's and and i there's other times where I probably should have deserved it more and didn't get have that and was let go. So it's, it's hard for me to not say that like, yeah, I have white privilege and yeah, our police system's fucked up. Shit's fucked again, fellas. Shit's <laughs> fucked again. We'll close it
1: out on that. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. merch on Main. It's right there across from PAX Brew Room. Lots of great gifts and uh, antique furniture, things like that in there. They've got some cool stuff. Uh, virtual Oktoberfest for the Houston Museum, October 22nd at seven o'clock, uh, photo show at Barley on November 14th. Come on down there, have a beer, look at some of my pictures
0: and, uh, yeah, you want to give a close out to any of your shed or, um, adventure fight, adventure fight, adventure fight. Um, you know, wear masks and social distance so we can get past the shit so I can do live shows again. Yep. But until then, uh, you know, just like my uh, adventure fight stuff uh hit me up maybe we can play some and i don't know like but you know just just get hyped and and, and laugh with me on the internet that's really all, all i got going for me <laughs>
1: yeah and uh yeah i don't know why you're listening to this or how you found this but if you've not checked out i have a beer podcast brewchat.com It's where this is hosted so
0: it's real easy to find yeah
1: real yeah it's pretty much plastered everywhere This is subscribable now, so if you were just listening to it on the website, you can actually go search for it, and it should be good to go wherever podcasts are sold. And yeah, this has been In Chaos We Trust. We'll see you guys next time.